Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Hey, Gary, how are you doing this morning? Doing all right, Merritt. We had some snow flurries, but um, we'll survive here. We had hail yesterday, which I think... Because it was hail in New Mexico, in two days it's going to be a nor'easter for D.C. I think that's how it works. (laughs) I think this time when uh, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, it actually worked. So that's darn it. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how I would describe today's date, and I decided I would combine the Roman calendar and the Roman Catholic calendar. So today is the first day in the octave of the Ides of March. (sighs) All right, got it. The Ides of All March. Right. That's that was the best. I'd forgotten best about the Ides. Of, I'd forgotten um, about the course, Ides of March. The Ides of March have been eclipsed by Pi Day, I think. Yeah, that's a pathetic point, but okay. However, I can give you. I made pie. I can let me hold on a second. I got to do this because it's rare that this opportunity comes up. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three. Check that out. Wow, that's impressive. Now, did, but did you make a pie? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to be talking about. Uh, uh, really focusing on small business uh, branding today, and. Uh, I was at an uh, Edgewood Chamber of Commerce luncheon yesterday, and our speaker uh, was uh, Vic Berniclau. And what I loved he had to say, he was talking about small businesses and uh, owner-operators, solopreneurs tend to um, have three different roles, and you have to attack your business from each of the three roles. And those roles are entrepreneur, which is um, uh, the vision, the idea, the spark manager, which is the operations and how you get stuff done, and technician, which is doing the stuff you got to get done. And I thought that was a great way to uh, break up the functions of a small business and for uh, small business executives. Um, The other thing I loved uh, that he said is you really have to uh, choose your focus and prioritize your tasks. And uh, don't be, you know, your business should always be making you happy. And so when you get, when you really accomplish something, when you um, uh, make a key connection, uh, when you finish uh, your books for the month, whatever that task is, reward yourself with something. And I, I love that notion of um, little self-reward. So um, I felt so good about that meeting, I went home and took a nap. <laughs> that was your reward? Good. Well, I, you know, thinking back to last week's show, talking about surveying, uh, I would love to survey uh, these these small business owners and to to get them to see that they're always happy, that their business is always making them happy. I would love to, I would love to get the the stats on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
my business was making me pretty happy yesterday, and then I woke up and saw we didn't get a slot for the um, uh, Washington Wizards hiring our heroes job fair. So that was frustrating. So I think we're going to have to have our own job fair because we got to pick up uh, some new recruits. So just, just a quick plug for Vox Optima, uh, we are hiring. And uh, a week from Wednesday, that would be the 28th of March, we're going to have an open house in our National Harbor office. And it'll uh, be absolutely a meet and greet. Uh, if you are a communicator and you think you uh, may be looking for a job in the next uh, next 12 months, we want you to come by and meet us and get to know you and talk about how we might be able to work together in the future. So that will be uh, on the 28th of March from 12 to 5 at our National Harbor office, which is 120 Waterfront Street, Suite 425 National Harbor. 20745 and of course we'll be putting that out uh, on all of our social media and posting it in key groups and and you see I, I'm like the Maytag repairman I'm always here I don't get the calls and then the, now you're going to have a, a horde of people coming by and I'm out of town what's up with that yeah but you're you're out of town for, for some pretty good stuff yeah, I'm going to the Digital Signage Expo. I haven't been in a number of years, but um, again, because of the work we're doing in the in that in that arena uh, for some of our clients and prospective clients, that uh, I, I need to get the, the latest and greatest information on um, on software and stuff. And oh, by the way, as, as you know, Merritt, we're going to be um, doing the show from out there, so we'll be, we'll you know uh, we'll be we'll be talking to you from out there too. So, so it's all good. All right. Yeah, so, that so I'm. I'm doing Vegas instead of doing National Harbor on that Wednesday, but I'll, I'll just I'll deal with it. Thanks, Gary. You're a real trooper. <laughs> so yeah, small businesses. Uh, well, that's something we we know about have known about for the uh, past thirteen ish years. Yeah, living the life, living the dream since two thousand and five. You broke up a little bit there. Say that again. Oh, I said you've been living the life and living the dream since 2005. Uh, that's right. I forgot about you. Yeah, that's right. Waking up smiling every day. No, yeah, it's. I mean, it's um, uh, it's it's it's, it is a it is fun. It is a challenge. Um, you know, you have your you have your. I mean, it's it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. I think when you do small business, um, because you do have those, um, those. You know, times when things aren't going your way, when you don't get whatever it is a contract you're going after or a client you're you're trying to work with, uh, but then you have those uh, those times when you win, um, and then you have that wonderful feeling of uh, that you actually have some control, some control, over your life and your business life. So I think, uh, in that regard, I think that uh, the pros outweigh the cons. I, I ran into. Uh an old high school friend of mine uh, this past weekend, uh, Drew Rubush, is a uh, Silver High School graduate like I am, but he's also a, um, a professionally trained uh, a chef, has worked in New York City, and he opened a restaurant a couple years ago in Santa Fe, Radish and Rye, with a ton of acclaim, uh, and he just opened a second restaurant in Albuquerque, and so we went uh, the opening weekend we got to speak with him uh, for a while. I mean, he was slammed. And when you're open for three days and you're packed on a Saturday night, that's a good thing. Uh, the comp- and the restaurant's called South Bourbon Kitchen in Albuquerque. And Drew was just beaming. Um, uh, my mother and 
I were there waiting for my husband and my knees. Uh, huge hugs all around. He was just beaming. And uh, he absolutely said, you know, I wake up every morning and I don't think, oh, I got to go to work. I love this. And yeah. I see him on uh, Facebook. And he's no kidding awake at 5 a.m. like going out shopping. This, this guy is putting in, I think, 20-hour days and loving every moment of it. And that's the beauty of small business is the self-direction and the self-control you have. Yeah, and we've talked on d- uh, different occasions that it, it definitely is not for everybody. Uh, some a lot of people like the um, the structure, you know, the, the not to denigrate the nine to five idea, but just that they like that they know they know uh, what their week is is gonna, their day is going to be and their week's going to be, and they know that paycheck at least for the most part that paycheck is uh, steady and, it, and they know where it's coming from. And uh, they can kind of plan their life. So uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, for those who have the, who are interested in the uh, in the challenge, you get you know get kind of a rise out of that challenge of uh, not knowing necessarily what tomorrow brings. So. And I th- and I think the challenge of for. Um, Many small businesses, not everyone, you know, is the garage inventor who's coming up with the next Facebook uh, uh, or the next uh, uh, fidget spinner. Uh, A lot of us are going into fields where there are already plenty of companies, and the challenge is differentiating yourself. Of course, I'm thinking about the, you know, again, like the the restaurateur, uh, you know, it's... um, that getting up at five in the morning thing is, uh, you know, probably going to be like, uh, gosh, I got to do it tomorrow, the day after that I, for the foresee until I become until I really, really make it. That's going to be I am, you know, I'm absolutely tied to that. I mean, so it's uh, it can be daunting. You wake up going, oh, my gosh, I, I've got to be there like all the time. <laughs> okay. You know, there's no escape. Right. Right. <laughs> or when you or you get to the point um uh, when you've got multiple clients and multiple employees and making sure all that continues to work. Uh, I think uh, the uh, taking on of employees can be the most daunting task of a small business uh, because, you know, we're in this, we're in small business to uh, fulfill ourselves uh, professionally and we want our employees to be too. And so I think we feel, um, I think a greater obligation uh, to our employees than perhaps some large employers do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, and then, you know, the, it's the bittersweet moment uh, and it happens um, relatively frequently where, where um, you know, somebody who you, you've brought on or you've, you've worked with is, is moving on for whatever reason to something else. Um, and uh, it's rewarding because of the fact that you know that you've helped them along to get there. At least you think you have. And, you know, their resume is that much stronger because of the relationship you had and the friendship that you uh, can retain. And, of course, and then, and of course, that's also good because wherever they're going, maybe that can be a client of yours in the future. Um, you know, the sad part, of course, is that, hey, we, you know, we're, we're on this team together. And now one of our team members um, who we've uh, known for a while has moved on. So it's it's bittersweet and and it is tough. It is hard to get. It is hard. Why is it so darn hard to get employees? Yeah, that was that was a topic that we talked about uh, yesterday, and it seems like. Uh, you can get folks with 15 to 20 years experience. You can get folks with less than five. And the folks in between that gap, uh, it's a real challenge. And uh, uh, one person posited that it's really the gig economy, that um, uh, the millennials who are getting established in their careers between five and 15 years experience, uh, they want to go from job to job. So they, in their own way, consider themselves um, entrepreneurs, they, the solopreneurs. Exactly. They're, they're their own business. Right. 
um, which is yes. uh, interesting. And 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 um, and uh, yeah, I think that's the the way of the future. You know, even you get you get uh, some employees, some you know, 1099s, which we, we deal with quite a bit. Um, you know, go uh, uh, um, become a you know LLC um, because they are their own business, working for you for the for the time. So it's interesting, totally different than it used to be. The gold watch not happening. Oh, exactly. Anyway, exactly. So. Uh, we are, boy, see, look, time flies when you're having a great time. So we're going to come back in a couple of minutes. We have, this is always fun. We have an in-studio guest and, um, and uh, uh, Heather McNillis, from, uh, the, uh, who's the Director of Marketing and Communication for NADCO, National Association of Developing Companies, is going to be with us in a couple of minutes. And uh, we'll bring her in the studio right now. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Uh, make sure you give us a call at 866-472-5790 or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program well Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And also with Gary in the studio is Heather McNellis. She is the Director of Marketing Communications for the National Association of Development Companies. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Merritt. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so, so happy you could join us. And um, I, I just I want to talk a little bit um about uh, the NADCO mission because I think it ties in so well with our small business theme today. Uh NADCO is a uh, nonprofit trade association for uh, financial institutions uh, that provide uh, that uh, sponsor 504 loan pro- 504 loans to the SBA, and those are for uh, real estate and equipment. And so, uh, the lenders themselves are often small businesses, and what they are offering, the, the member companies of NADCO are offering small businesses in their area the opportunity uh, to access capital to grow their physical plants, open their first office, etc. So you have many layers of small business outreach you're working on. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you couldn't have said that better. Um, it, we feel like we work through our members to reach out to their small businesses. And as you said, many of our members are small businesses themselves. So how, how, do, you, how do you help um, your members and their businesses? What advice do you give a small business in trying to establish a unique brand? Oh sure, and uh, we try to we try to help our CDC members, um, the lending members, with marketing, and then we also uh, try to advertise the program and help them and support them by advertising the program uh, to small businesses as well. So as you mentioned, there are layers. Um, I we so we try to give them templates so that they can brand, use their branding, their colors uh, to communicate information about the program. Um, we support them on Capitol Hill. We help them with social media uh, and just kind of try to give them advice where we can. Um, and many of our members do an excellent job. Um, some are just small businesses as you would expect. So uh, it's not always the first priority. They have so much on their plate. So we just try to make it as easy as possible for them. So uh, Heather, um, uh, when you came in, you told me you had some kind of little little surprise, and so I, and I don't know what it is. So uh, so I'm <laughs> I'm on pins and needles, but we're, we're going to get to that now so that we so we don't forget oh, sure, it later sure. on. Um, and Merritt, I know you can't see it, and it is kind of a visual surprise, so I will describe it. But um, so John on your team, who is incredible, and he is who I worked with uh, probably the most uh, when when we worked with Fox Optima at Nadco. He made a comment about how he needs to get you and Gary swag 
for the brand ambassadors. So I thought it would be really <laughs> funny <laughs> um, to kind of get you guys some swag. But I put my own spin on it because um, you and the Vox Optima team, to me, are like superheroes because you're incredibly effective. You come when you're needed and <laughs> you just do such a great job and take care of business. So I have this... Uh, Wonderful, souped-up superhero Vox Optima. Oh my Harry goodness! And poster, uh, which I've shipped to you both here to the studio for you, Gary, and to your, I believe, your home in New Mexico, Merritt, and also a call. Oh my gosh! Oh, this, this is. Oh wow! That's that is. You know, I have to say, I was like when you said, "I have a little surprise." I'm like, uh, "I hope it's okay." I'm you like, "Oh concerned. my!" I was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it's all right. Oh, Merritt, oh, this, this, is, uh, this is something. Um, oh, to... I can't wait to see it. <laughs> you have to take a picture of wow. it and get it on social media. Oh, it sure. actually, the likenesses are, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's not as handsome as I am. <laughs> and, and Merritt, uh, you know. <laughs> no, it's great, though. Well, thanks, Heather. That's beautiful. Wow. Oh, yes, beautiful. Is and John, John is, uh, te John is uh, texting me saying, oh, Gosh, so <laughs> well. Anyway, goodness gracious, that's yeah, uh, and that's we've we've been, we have so much enjoyed working with you and uh, uh, doing the things we've done over the past uh, number of years and uh, had a great time. When I had a great time when we had that event, you had that event uh, down in New Orleans and uh, and uh, Rachel and I spoke at that event. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. So, took us totally off track here. Where <laughs> so 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 yeah, where so, were we? Okay. That's okay. We can talk about we can talk about uh, small business some more because I think that's something. Uh, it's one the whole topic of our show, and then something that's all near and dear to our hearts. Um, and I want to get kind of back into, uh, you know, the brand is, uh, you know, joking aside, we love to think of ourselves um, as superheroes, but will the people we need to reach take us uh, seriously that way? So what mistakes do you think small businesses make as they're trying to, to develop a brand? Well, there are so many challenges, and I could talk about that for probably hundreds of years. Um, but the I think the key things that you really don't want to get wrong are identifying the characteristics of your product or service, which I think most entrepreneurs do well, but then translating that into a brand, which I think is where it can go wrong. Um, so I, I do have two examples. Uh, the first is Tesla. And I think this is an interesting example because they kind of have two competitive advantages, but they only really leverage one in their marketing. They uh, are this really eco-friendly product and kind of a futuristic, almost a battery company. Um, and they could potentially you know, change the way the world energizes itself with their technology. Um, but they, they don't really take the same branding route as the Nissan Leaf or the Toyota Prius. Um, they really capitalize on their other innovations and, you know, the high-tech aspect of it. They, they also have um, the self-driving capabilities and uh, other really cool kind of gadgety, futuristic types of things. Uh, and so what you see is that they really appeal to, you know, the, the type of guy who or, or gal that... Um, wants the latest gadget and people kind of envy that and they like the high tech um, and not so much, 
you know, the guy who practices tightrope in his backyard. <laughs> so, 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 the, so the, the gadget guy goes, do I want an iPhone 10 or do I, or do I, or do I want the Tesla S for $80,000? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's definitely can... an exclusive product. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see, you, did you see when you came in that uh, Tesla has branded the, uh, their, the, the, the power stations out here? No, I did yeah. not notice yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. So they, they do a great job and they made a, a conscious choice to, to go with that, uh, that appeal. Um, another brand that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention is Jägermeister because I think this one has the opposite problem where uh, I can't figure out what their competitive <laughs> advantage is. Um, it's this thick brown, you know, liquid, almost licorice flavored, which isn't great for everybody, uh, liquor. And yet it does really well consistently. I, th- I think the advantage is vomit. It makes you vomit. <laughs> For some people, that's probably. Accurate. I still remember the Jägermeister commercials, at least the ones I saw when I was in Italy. They still ring in my head. There's nothing to them, just Jägermeister. That's about all they said. <laughs> Why are they winning? Why are they winning, Heather? Right. Well, you know, I don't have all the answers, but um, this is a company where it's hard to define their competitive advantage. But I think they, looking at their website, I was digging into this yesterday. Why do I buy this? I buy it. I don't know why. Um, they, I think they capitalize on the mystery and uh, they kind of, their website's almost like a fairy tale. I have a little excerpt here from their website. Hidden away in the shadowy depths of our green glass, sealed into the tiniest molecules of our dark elixir, are staggering secrets and wild little known facts. So <laughs> it's just really interesting. And they kind of go into this vague uh, history of how it was a celebratory drink for hunters. Um, so I think they're capitalizing on mystery. Uh, the mystery for me, again, being why do I consume this terrible <laughs> liquid? Because it's a thing you can say you do it. I, I still think they cap- club. <laughs> So I, I definitely no, think. No, I, I think it's, it's all the projectile vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Merritt. <laughs> you know, it's still breakfast Sorry, for some people. I'm done. Okay, Although take us to me. break. <laughs> <laughs> Although not for me. Go ahead, Go ahead Heather. Well, well, I like that this is a very visual show uh, <laughs> up until now. Um, so I think that one of that's one of the big challenges. Um, and I'm, I'm actually in an evening MBA program now. Uh, my absolute favorite thing that we get to do in the program is hear from entrepreneurs, and they're in all different stages of startups. So I do have an example of where I think this may have gone wrong for someone. So, uh, and th- we want to talk about that. Let's. Uh, l- l- so you have the time to get into it fully. Let's take a break. Uh, you're uh, listening to the brand ambassadors, and uh, uh, Heather McNellis, Heather McNellis from uh, Nadco, is with us. And uh, please uh, give us a call at eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety, or send us an email to, to talk more with uh, about this subject with uh, Heather and us and Merritt and I. Uh, brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com and we're looking forward to coming back in just a couple of minutes with Heather. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton-Allen and uh, our in-studio guest today, Heather McNellis, who is the Director of Marketing and Communication for uh, NADCO, National Association of Development Companies. And before the break, uh, you were Heather, you were talking about uh, your MBA program, which sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, you think you had, you had some example that came from that. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes. Yeah, so we had an entrepreneur tell us about his experience uh, this past week. And he has a product that he's trying to get off the ground. Um, and I think a lot of probably small business owners listening can relate to this, uh, especially if you're in the earlier stages. Um, He has a product that he absolutely loves and he understands and that's why it's his baby. Um, His branding, it's it's a Caribbean product. It's a citrusy mixer beverage and uh, it's it's higher end. It's sugar-free, gluten-free. And then he explains, and then I I have a lion for the logo and we're like... Caribbean 
lion, Africa. So, um, so for me, there was a disconnect there. Uh, and then I asked the question, how, how did you choose to price the beverage? Because I made the comment, it looked like something the Real Housewives would drink. <laughs> um, I actually, I thought he originally said it was $80 a bottle, but he said it was eight or, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you need to charge more for that. That's, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're marketing an upper tier product, um, there's kind of a continuity to the brand that I think is also important. Um, the brand I think should follow your business and not the other way around. So, for example, in the Vox Optimus studio here, there are pops of red all over. That's so cool. Um, something unexpected. Even the, I believe the Keurig is red. <laughs> uh, the seats are red. So, I'm, and of course, you guys understand it and do a great job. But uh, I just thought it was interesting that he thought, oh, and I like lions. Well, it's really not about what you like. It's about what represents the product. So, um, that yeah, could be a... Go ahead, Merritt. There's a... Um, I say there's a... Uh, uh, a, a local law firm that um, focuses on motorcycle accidents and their ads basically show um, a guy on a motorcycle who transforms into a tiger and they're the law tigers. And I, I just think that's the oddest branding ever. But then I also think about it, the fact that I've never been on a motorcycle and will never be on a motorcycle and they may know what you're do they're doing. So if, um, I don't know that I want a citrusy Caribbean drink mixer, so maybe the lion is the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I I could be totally wrong. And in my notes, it says I could be totally wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> so so um, this can be a challenge for somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur and they've got they have a passion. There's something they really truly love. What do they do if they realize to, to come to the realization? Not every time does the passion translate you know what do you do then right right it's difficult and I have um I, I think the best resource is to talk to people I have a a product uh this is my branding for it what does the branding say to you my target market and if they come back with oh African <coughs> beverage then you're then you might be on the wrong track but that maybe that's just me if everyone else says oh tropical fruity you know high end um, then, then he is on the right track. So it's just, you know, the more you talk to people or your target market specifically, uh, the more you're, the better idea you're going to have. Well, what about when you have a product or a service that is in a crowded market, like you're opening a new restaurant, like my uh, friend Drew, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, or uh, you're an emerging public relations firm who's trying to make a name for itself in a field of public relations, strategic communications, content creation firms. How, um, how do you recommend small businesses differentiate themselves? I... In my opinion, that's when branding is everything because your brand is your product and your product is your brand. So if you're not differentiating yourself with a brand and, and really putting resources into that, um, then you're just another restaurant. You, you're just someone else with this homogeneous product that someone can get anywhere else. Um, I, I think there are a lot of companies that do it really well. Um, I have another example, but I don't want to go down the case study rabbit hole. <laughs> if, if you got another one, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> we can always bring you back for the. We can we can bring you back to uh, the Johnny Carson uh, chair after the monologue. So after your after your go ahead. Okay, um, honest tea I think is a, is an amazing example. Um, if you're not familiar, they are kind of in mid market Panera esque types of stores. You kind of buy one um, at a time. 
So the way they've differentiated themselves is not just in one way by saying Honest Tea. That's such a great name. And they also, uh, they have their, where their locally sourced uh, ingredients come from, and they demonstrate that on the label. They have two labels instead of one wraparound label because, and I don't know if this is accurate. My teacher said this, so, but he said it's indicative of a wine bottle. So it's kind of says high end more than something with a wraparound label. Um, not again, not don't take my word for that, but it makes sense to me. Um, and also it's a clear bottle, so it kind of communicates we have nothing to hide. So you can see how it's it's a continuous brand and it goes through, it bleeds through the organization and the product and um, and that the core competency of the product is, is the brand. Um, they're not just stretching and saying, oh, a, a tiger, a law tiger, that's our brand now, because it's going to be hard to say, well, what product packaging choices should we make and say, oh, well, just think about the law tiger. That makes it more difficult. Um, yeah. So um, the, in, in what NADCO does, and you've got these, um, these, these uh, companies that are putting out these 504 loans, how in the world, I mean, and it's, a, it's I imagine that's kind of a crowded market too. In some in, in some markets, absolutely. So how does how I mean it almost seems like unbrandable. I mean, <laughs> how do you how do they how do those companies that you deal with deal with that, or sure. or do they stick their head in the sand and not do it? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Uh, our the the small business administration backs these loans, so it's actually um, the case that there can be multiple in one market. For example, in California, I think we have about twenty. Uh, lenders serving that market. Uh, and the way they try to differentiate is actually interesting because they need to first differentiate for themselves from the federal government because they, they're a private company. Uh, they're nonprofits, but they're a private company and they don't want to first communicate this is and associate with the federal government because that kind of says slow, uh, onerous, and that's not the first message they want to send. So you would kind of have to dig to see that it's a government guaranteed loan, um, which I think is very smart. Uh, how they differentiate from each other is uh, exactly the same way. Um, they they tout their accomplishments. They work really, really hard to be the best in their markets. Um, and then they put that back into their brand, into their, they drive it through social media. They try to communicate it in all sorts of ways. And then of course they highlight their successes like any other company should do. For example, the 504 loan has financed uh, uh, Chobani yogurt, which is a great success. They, um, I believe they financed the headquarters, someone in Texas financed the headquarters for South by Southwest. So those, you better believe those uh, lenders that did those specific loans are talking about it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, you think you usually think of uh, lenders as kind of a stodgy thing. So interesting. Yeah. So it's it really it starts with um, uh, knowing your product, your service, delivering on it, and then a storytelling, um, uh, showing uh, showing your success and showing your clients' success. Absolutely. Yep. And and trying not to communicate the wrong messages. So communicate what you actually deliver. So for example, we have a CDC in Colorado that's relatively young and they have these really bright colors. They do a lot of multimedia. They have a, a business Facebook that's very different from their business Twitter. They kind of tout their accomplishments on Twitter and LinkedIn. And then on Facebook, they post pictures from their events and their you know parties and their team building exercises. And they, you know, they tag everyone in it. So 
I think it, it goes to show any company that they interact with on Facebook and maybe reminds them if it's someone they worked with before. Oh, this was such a fun group of people to work with. I really enjoyed that experience. So maybe this isn't fair, but if you were to put a number on it, percentualize it, if, if you could do that. I mean, how much is social media? So you were talking about social media. How important, how much is, how much is it playing into um, the branding requirement? I think that it depends so much on what kind of business it is, but I I do think we're getting to the point where if you're not on social media, it's almost like not being on email. Um, you need you need to be there. Um, you need to control the messages when and where you can, and it's just such an opportunity. Uh, that said, if you're going to treat your social media accounts um, it, and just completely neglect them, I don't think that's sending the best message. So I, I would say if you're not able to update it at least monthly, you don't want someone to come with the perception and check in with your Facebook account and think, uh, th- does this business even still exist? Are they still selling products? Because that, of course, sends the wrong message. And I think a lot of small businesses don't necessarily realize the time commitment or you know, want to make time for it, but they're just so, they just have so much else on their plates. So they kind of create this Facebook page and then they just kind of abandon it over time. I think that is a, a, a key issue. And that's one thing John Barnett, I think, does a great job of for Vox Optima and her social media clients is he really drumbeats uh, social media. And he does it with the weekly plan. I mean, it's not, well, I'm just going to sit here and react all day. Uh, right. there, there is some, uh, there, there's an art to it. And it, like anything else, it can be broken down into a process. Are there any... Um, tips you have with Facebook's new algorithms on uh, some ways that small businesses might want to update their uh, social media processes? Sure. So Facebook, and I'm not, you know, the number one expert on on this, but I know Facebook recently updated their algorithm from videos always all the time to now showing videos less and making them less important. So previously until about a week ago, you would be able to post a video and just kind of be able to assume that most of your followers will see that video, but that's no longer a safe assumption. Um, so react accordingly. Um, it's kind of, I think, I think that's a good thing in a way because videos take so long to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many companies that just do such a great job and put their own spin on social media and their accounts and, uh, and develop these huge followings because it's interesting for the people that are engaging with them. Well, uh, we've been talking with Heather uh, McNellis, uh, the Director of Marketing and Communications for the National Association of Development Companies. We've got a couple questions that have come in. So, uh, Heather, I want to ask, can you uh, stay with us and and, uh, be on the fourth segment? Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. So, I I put you on the spot. I mean, I don't know what I was going to do if you said no. (laughs) Because Gary and I are out of material. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing. But uh, do send your questions into brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. We're talking with Heather McNellis about small business branding, and we'll be right back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. 
good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen and our guest uh, Heather McNellis. And um, and our hour is quickly evaporating, uh, Heather. Uh, but we have a couple of more questions. A question from a, a listener: What are some examples of uh, demonstrating success? Uh, yeah, I mean, great question. I think uh, it depends, and I hate to give that answer, but it it know your market, know what success looks like to them. So I think the example I gave for our industry is the lenders touting, you know, their be- their biggest loans, the loans that are most internationally known. For example, Jibani. Um, I think the reason that they would tout those successes is because a lot of small businesses that may want may or may not want to work with them, uh, they want to be the next Jibani. So that's really what they're trying to communicate. They're trying to communicate that success. We were able to help establish this business and it grew uh, to become this huge success and that can be you. So for if you're a consultant, it might be testimonials. If you're, um, there's someone in my class trying to start a, a, a company for professionals or I'm sorry, for college students in their professional clothing in their college colors. Um, I think in that scenario, when it's clothes, what what does success look like in a way that you want to demonstrate it to your audience? Uh, It could be something like a reunion where everyone's wearing those clothes and it kind of has, you know, the good feelings. So it it just depends on your market, what success is to them. And those are the types of successes that you want to demonstrate. 
I'm just thinking that might be someone who's so tired of going uh, back to campus for football games and seeing the plaid pants. <laughs> that sounds like a little fashion police moment. <laughs> but that's also that sounds like a very cool product, and my school colors are actually pretty decent. So I'd be inter- I'd be interested in uh, uh, hearing more about that. We have another question uh, from a listener um, with regard to social media. Uh, what do you think the most effective platform for businesses uh, is, and how would you compare Google My Business or Facebook to Facebook? Um, oh, I hate to give the same answer to a totally different question, but it, it just depends. It depends on where your target audience is. Um, if you are uh, some, it, if you have a product that lends itself to visuals, for example, GoPro or really nice any sort of camera. Um, I, you know, there are people who make colorful pasta, right, Instagram, Um, uh, look at the demographics of people who are on the platforms, is your target market older, then it might be, Facebook might be a better platform for you. Um, I personally am not familiar with Google My Business. Um, I have heard that if you create a Google Plus account for your business, perhaps that's the same thing. I'm not totally certain. Um, then Google will kind of boost your. I rankings. haven't heard of it either. <laughs> no, well, okay. I mean, you can you can um, if if you go to Google, you can you can enter all the information about your business so that people on the search in Google will find your business right. and they'll find it on the map and that sort of that sort of thing. Right. So if it's in your parents, uh, if it's in your parents' basement, you probably maybe don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, since Google is all powerful, it doesn't hurt to have you know correct information on Google. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if your if your whole target market is on Google My Business, I'm not sure what it is, but then it's a great platform for you, absolutely. So what we've been talking about small businesses, but we we haven't really addressed the solopreneur or the extremely small business um, who and uh, at the beginning of the show we're talking about the fact that Merritt was talking about the fact that you know the the different roles that an, uh, an entrepreneur has. So how much time or how do they how do they deal with this whole branding thing if it's just a one man band or one woman band? Yeah, I mean that is that is the question. How do I get more hours in a day? Um, the one thing I'll say is I think marketing is simultaneously the easiest thing to neglect because there are so many urgent matters like financials and um, and just fire drills. I haven't gotten my patent approved. Um, Those things tend to call our attention, whereas marketing is more of a creative process. So it's hard to to carve out two hours when you're constantly getting hit uh, and say, you know what, I really just need to brainstorm or (laughs) I need to I need to really get in touch with my brand. It's hard. It's hard, but it has to be done. Gary, what's the status of our patent? (laughs) <laughs> what are we? What is exactly are we patenting, Merritt? We've got. We, I'm all about. I don't it. know, but it sounds like we need one. Let's get one. Let's. We're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with our own version of Jägermeister. That's what we're going to be. It's going to be a no. You know what's going to be? It's going to be a combination of Jägermeister and uh, Chobani. So it's going to be. It's going to be a, a yogurt liqueur. Just a really bad yogurt. It's going to be bright red. Can I? Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't want to say vomit again, but I think I want to vomit. <laughs> no, um, I, I, that really resounds with me, Heather, because um, because we do so much work in the federal space. The proposal process is just excruciating sometimes. And, and to pull ourselves out from under a 60-page proposal, um, our engineer just told us no vomiting on air. Uh, <laughs> when we're uh, fighting our way through a 65-page proposal, um, you know, taking the time to um, 
um, try and drumbeat our brand with the folks who don't know about us yet and the markets we're trying to get into. Uh, that's a real challenge. Um, but, you know, one thing, um, I try and do it first thing in the morning, and I link my LinkedIn to my Twitter to my Facebook for my professional uh, stuff. Of course, I have uh, personal social media. Now I have political social media. But uh, that's something I try and do every day just to uh, kind of establish just some thought leadership and remind my followers uh, that uh, I'm thinking, I'm doing, I'm working. What other ideas uh, would you have as we're, we're uh, closing out the show? Uh, what's what's a quick tip for a business owner to put them to get themselves out there in a brand marketing way on a regular basis? Uh, the quick tip um Something that I really like is to just have a quip more than an elevator pitch because elevator pitches aren't interesting unless someone's already interested. So, um, <laughs> the, so elevator, my, or the elevator's stuck and uh, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I used to interview entrepreneurs at my previous job, and I'll make it quick. But uh, some of the ones that I thought were really good uh, and that really stuck with me, and this is now six years ago, um, Dina Dwyer Owens, the CEO of Mr. Reuter, she and I'm paraphrasing, but she said something to the effect of, what's the most important piece of technology in your house that you couldn't live without? And I said something stupid like the internet. And she goes, no, your toilet. So <laughs> um, so it's kind of, that's more memorable. And I have so many examples because I think if that fits with your personality, it can be really effective. It should have been Ms. Reuter. <laughs> I know, right? What is that about, <laughs> Mr. Reuter? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, this is nine, this is uh, twenty eighteen. Time's up, man. <laughs> hashtag times up. Hashtag toilets. And toilets are unisex. And uh, and I always enjoy merit when you say my followers. I think you know. I'm thinking you know, follow the shoe or something. Merit and her followers. <laughs> Vox <Vox-optima>, It's not. <laughs> it's not just a PR firm. We're also a cult. I can tell we're getting close to the end of the show because your mic's starting to your mic's starting to fade. You know, come in and out on us. Huh? That's so odd. Um, well, um, no, I, I will good. make one political plug. One of my, I say, one, one of my major campaign issues though is we've got to get better um, uh, technology infrastructure out in the rural areas of New Mexico because I live a mile from the interstate and I can't even get a cell phone sig- signal. So just a, just a little campaign plug there. Uh, Heather, uh, how can folks reach you if uh, they want uh, to hear more about branding and marketing? Um, you can email me at hmcnellis at nagco.org. You can email me at my personal email, heathermcnellis at gmail.com. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out anyway. Heather, thank you so much uh, for spending time with us today. I- I think we could go on and on with this, and I, uh, I hope you'll return, because I think we have a lot to talk about in uh, small business branding. Uh, that's all the time we have for today, and it's not just the first octave in uh, the first uh, day in the octave of the Ides in March. It's Vox Optima's Denise Wilson's birthday, so we're going to go it celebrate is. her birthday now with, for me, some more coffee, yeah. Uh, so for Gary Potterfield and Heather McNellis, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to The Brand Ambassadors. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.